the Real Ethics, where we talk all things real related to ethics in reference to pop culture and professional practices. I'm your host, Ronnie Brooks. I'm excited to be bringing you this episode, our very first episode, Getting Real with Ethics. In this episode, we're going to be reeling out a discussion about the basis and origin of ethics and what it means and some of the terms we hear a lot, like moral character, virtues, ethical behavior, and also look at some of the principles we live by when we talk about good behavior and bad behavior and what we considered right and wrong. For myself, ethics is everything, especially within my professional practice within the field of psychology. As a licensed behavior analyst, I am responsible for assessing, designing, and implementing behavioral treatment and programs to help individuals with mental, social, and learning disorders. Working with a vulnerable population, it is imperative that I abide by my field's professional standards and code of ethics to ensure I'm treating others with dignity and respect by being just. Yeah, the word just. In other words, treating others as you would like to be treated, with care and compassion, while also promoting one's independence and self-sufficiency and doing no harm. This all sounds like a cakewalk. However, we struggle as a whole society to uphold a general idea of ethics. We all encounter situations in our day-to-day that may deem to be ethical or unethical, and our understanding of how we react to these situations are based on our ethics and moral values. There are so many ethical dilemmas we encounter or when we interact with others or within our own society. The principles we abide by may vary across professional practices, industries, especially within our pop culture. This first episode is dedicated for my love for understanding the importance of ethics and also for wanting to learn more from you, the listeners, and some of the ethical dilemmas we will be tackling this first season. So I'm excited to be bringing you Getting Real with Ethics, and let's reel it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it's the Ten Crack Commandments. The track you're hearing is by the one and only Christopher Wallace, known as the notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls was a pivotal voice in the 1990s, especially in the hip-hop community and pop culture. His hit song, The Ten Crack Commandments, outlined the rules and standards for hustling on the streets and slinging crack in NYC. Within this track, Biggie lays out the ethical practices of those who choose the life of dealing in crime. In a study in 2017 by Fast Show and Kern, they looked at materials and moral and the effective worlds of dealing in crime and how these elements open up new value systems and moral logics while creating a moral economy of the streets where social stability is facilitated through the exchange of goods, money, and subcontract illicit employment. How is this related to the Ten Crack Commandments? Well, for one, the Ten Crack Commandments is an example of this new value system. The concept of commandments is basically a structure and formalities of standards and rules of behavior. In other words, the law. Biggie Small's Ten Crack Commandments provides this, with individuals who share the same values, principles, beliefs, and norms. And ethics is a study of these shared ideas, focusing on how, why, and the motivating factors and morals that lead to decisions we make in a given situation and interactions with others. The challenge, however, when we looked at commandments or ethical principles, laws, and rules, however you would like to say it, is that they may vary in interpretation and serve more as a summary of fundamental principles. With that said, there's always a dilemma between what is right and what is wrong, what is ethical and what is unethical, and what does it all mean, and who decides what is just and unjust. (sighs) Sorry, that was a mouthful. 
The complexity of this is beyond. So we're going to do a few takes on this. So keep listening as we get real with ethics. Before diving deeper into the concept of commandments and talking about the track, the Ten Crack Commandments, I want to talk about ethics and term ethical. Ethical is a term we hear often in the workplace, in sports, law, education, arts, sustainability, entertainment, and the media. Yes, in all these different industries, we use the term or hear the term ethical. But the meaning of the term ethical has now become a catchphrase. And I'm sure you've all heard people say, that's not ethical. Oh, he's so unethical or whatever it may be, for justifying or understanding one's actions to societal norms and beliefs of what is right and wrong or good or bad. But what do we mean when we say it's not ethical? The term ethical has been blurred through time and history. What may be ethical for one person, group, or race may not be for another. But do any of us really know what it means to abide by an ethical standard or code of ethics? Well, to help with this, I asked two of my close friends to provide their understanding of ethics. The first person I talked to was my friend, Sarah. Sarah currently works in marketing in the fashion industry, and she also has a bachelor's degree in philosophy. So she really understands some of these complex constructs that fall under the umbrella of ethics. I figured speaking with her, which helps shed some light on ethics. Sarah, what is ethics? Ethics are a branch of philosophy that help an individual or a group of people determine what is right and what is wrong as applied to their own beliefs or morals. And with that said, you know, there's such a long rap history of ethics with regard to the Greeks, you know, like the the origin of philosophy and the term ethics started um, within the Greek era. Um, which was homogeneous to predominantly only white males, right? Yep. Um, and if you think about ethics in today's time, a lot of people have a little, a lot to say, but they really don't practice ethics <clears throat> in their everyday. You know what I mean? Like if we were to look at the rules and guidelines of how we act as a society according to government rules or the law, mm-hmm. we don't always abide by these rules. And um we always talk, we hear this term a lot. You probably hear it a lot in fashion, like ethical practices, unethical practices. What, what is the term, what does the word ethical and unethical, you know, mean to you? I think for me, being ethical is when an individual or group is able to show like in accordance that, that they're in accordance in Sorry, let me like figure out how to say this better. Basically, it's when an individual or group of people are able to demonstrate in accordance with a particular code of conduct that's based on fairness and balance. And I think a lot of the times when like businesses or, you know, just big organizations like the government, for example, I think particularly in the United States, like it's very individual based and that stirs up a lot of problems just like in society and you know our relationships with like other countries and as far as business goes like I think it's always 
their ethics are based on what's going to serve the business the best and not necessarily like their consumers or their audience. So I think that's a huge problem that we have in our society. Yeah. I like that you said that, like it's based like within, you know, especially within your field, like it's, it's all business. Um, Right. Unfortunately. I mean, people have to eat, right? Yep. Can we eat without violating other people's rights or showing dignity to others or doing no harm, you know, which is some of the core principles of psychology. Um, We talk about ethics within my field. Um, Is there any example you might relate to with you experienced some unethical or you witnessed or have any stories to tell regarding unethical practices or behavior? Yeah, I mean, working in, you know, fashion and apparel industry, I think there's a ton of conflict that that just goes into the industry in general. Like, you know, it's we always have to just think about like where are these are are these products made? Like who's making them? Like what what kind of environmental damage are they causing? Like, you know, aside from the message that these brands are trying to portray to their consumers and their audience by saying like, Oh, we have this kind of like ethical practice, this kind, it's always, it always goes back to just like the, I guess the actual practice of making the product that they're selling, you know, aside from like the messages and their marketing. And I think for me, like just being in this like fashion, marketing, whatever, like, I, I want to know what's behind like that kind of strategy and like, how they're actually trying to implement real ethical practices. And like, if that's even possible. Um, But yeah, I think just like in the everyday of just like, realizing, you know, there's no way to be 100% ethical to where it's not going to cause any damage to anybody um, in this business and just like under capitalism in general which is can you swear on this or no yeah which it's like (laughs) it's fucked up it's fucked up like you know it's like at this point it's almost a cliche but like there's no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism because somebody's always getting fucked and it's it's not it's not good and I think like all these messages right now especially of just like overthrowing capitalism altogether it's like it uh, to one point it sounds like really idealistic because we've been functioning this way for hundreds of years but at the same time it's like have we been actually functioning or have people just been being fucked over and like the people in power just don't care and i think it's the latter after speaking with my friend sarah i called up my friend ayana Ayanna Harley lives in New Orleans. I met her when I used to work for an agency um, within the psych world. She's now a psych tech and she works in a psychiatric unit. And she has a lot of understanding of ethics, especially with her background, but also with the experiences she, you know, encounters when she's working with a vulnerable population and a state institution. This is her take on ethics. I think of ethics being uh, kind of like a moral code of contact. I'm sorry, a moral code of conduct. So I think it's meant to kind of outline, you know, the expectations and behaviors and attitudes that um, a person or business, you know, wants you uh, to conduct while doing your specific job or activity. 
I love Ayana's response on what is ethics. I continue the conversation with her by asking her to provide an example of a situation that she might have encountered in her personal life or in her professional life where she's observed or seen or experienced some form of unethical behavior or unethical misconduct. I was sad to hear this is a story she shared. I have a personal situation. Um, I had just started a job at a local hospital in the New Orleans area. Uh, I was fairly new. And uh, in the hospital setting, we usually wear hospital scrubs. So at this particular time, you know, I'm like maybe one or two months in. I'm still trying to learn the ropes and get acclimated with everything and still meeting coworkers that may be on different rotations or different units. So I'm sitting at work and um, this older man comes up and he's very like jokey and kidding. And, you know, I'm like, okay, like he's friendly. And then he reaches over. So I'm sitting down in the chair and he's standing over me. He reaches over and grabs the drawstring of the scrubs that I'm in on my pants. And he, oh my said, he said something like, oh, like, well, you need a smaller size and da, da, da. And I was like, sir, like, you know, please keep your hands to yourself. Like, don't touch me. So after that incident, and this was maybe about two, three years ago. So this is when the Me Too movement was very large. And I know that's its own <laughs> entity in itself. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but I was like, well, I just want this to, like, kind of be on record. Like, let it be known. Like, this is not okay. So I went to, I thought about it for about a day. I, the next day I went to my supervisor and I was like, Hey, like, I just kind of want to, you know, let you know what happened. I explained it. And my supervisor is a woman and she basically laughed it off. And I said, well, look, like, I'm just taking this, you know, a little more serious. Like this is like a personal experience that happened with me. Um, I don't know what the correct protocol is, but just with everything that's going on, like, you know, in our times, I just feel that it is necessary for me to kind of escalate this to the next level and like, just let you know that this has happened. Um, so after that, nothing occurred, but I feel like, you know, in any workplace, you know, there's a code of conduct. Um, you know, you usually have a, um, you know, just rules and general guidelines you would buy by. And I feel like, you know, that falls somewhat under the large umbrella of ethics. And I don't think that it was ethical for some other coworker and a different sex, like put his hands on me in that sort of way. So um, I honestly don't think it was ethical that nothing occurred, you know, like he yeah. was not reprimanded, given a warning. So I took it upon myself, you know, after I told my supervisor a few days later, I ran into the same gentleman and I saw like, okay, like, we're gonna have to work together like I'm just gonna say something so I just pulled him aside and let him know like I was uncomfortable with the way that he approached me and you know just moving forward like let's not joke kid play like that because my personal space is very important to me so um I wish looking back on it that I feel like you know that my supervisor would have had my back a little bit more and I know that there are countless numerous stories of women and men that, you know, I don't want to say get taken advantage of, but, you know, you just have these situations where people just brush it under the rug or just glaze it over, 
but it, things like that really do need to be taken seriously. Yeah, and do you believe because you know with the you know the idea that you know behind the term ethics is that a lot of people because there aren't consequences do you think when you talk about ethics and there's a standard and a code there has to be guidelines and consequences to those actions oh most definitely i do and i was kind of the new kid on the block and this is uh someone who's been around for years you know they've been working with the same company going way back to the 90s i felt like you know, it was kind of like, what? Like, such and such said that? Oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, it's okay. But, you know, they're looking at me like, girl, you're new. Like, I I guess I just didn't have any pull or, like, I didn't have any, like, you know, any weight behind my name. But I feel like I don't don't need to have that right is right and wrong is wrong. So, you know, it it doesn't matter who you are and we should all be treated equally. So, I definitely think things were kind of, like, in his favor And when you're dealing with, you know, a workplace and um, staff, (laughs) you know, it's it's not ethical to treat certain people one way and, you know, and and other people a different way. My friend Ayanna said it best. It's not ethical to treat one person one way and another person another way. I think that's the dilemma that we have with ethics. That's why I felt the need to go into that tangent by asking my friends what they believe to be is ethical and unethical behavior and to define what ethics means to them. I think it's important to understand these constructs by seeing how people perceive ethics from different perspectives and different walks of life. And that's one of the biggest challenges when we talk about ethics. Sorry about the tangent. However, we will get back on track talking about the 10 Cracker Mammoths. But first, before we do that, I want to take us back again further to really understand the ethical constructs by looking at the origin of ethics. So ethics, the origin of ethics goes way back to the ancient Greeks. Ethics comes from the Greek word ethos, meaning moral character. The first teachers of this time were known as the sophists and were considered to be the wise men of the fifth century BCE, a very long time ago. These wise men or sophists took on the responsibility of teaching the elite about the virtues that supported a life of courage and excellence known as an education in arete. Arete was increasingly understood in terms of the ability to influence one's fellow citizens in political gatherings through rhetorical persuasion, which is similar to what we see in our media and political parties today. I'm not gonna talk too much about sophists because they were often corrupt and only cared about the wealth of power. It was not until later on in the 5th century, Western philosophy took away through the ideas and teachings of three figures, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Socrates was a sophist, but he, however, he focused on political questions and answers. He came up with the Socratic method in which we debate and we come together to form ideas by having a discussion. Plato was a student of Socrates, and he focused on the virtues of courage, temptress, prudence, and justice. And finally, our main man, Aristotle, came up with ethics and the rational explanation on how humans ought to act and behave. He looked at how good character equals happiness and living one's best life, and how practical ethics are important for understanding personal ethics or values and what makes us happy. So ethics, what is it? It's basically a branch of philosophy dealing with moral problems and judgments. It's also known as moral philosophy, so how people should behave. It asks the questions, what should we do, by studying the values, principles, and beliefs, and norms that shapes our choices. 
It helps us define the conditions on what is a good choice and how someone should behave in a manner that is morally correct or good and understanding the motivating factors of what makes something good or bad. There are three known branches of ethics, which I'm going to cover briefly because I don't want to bombard you with all these technical terms and jargon, but the main branches we often hear or talk about include metaethics, which predominantly looks at the origin of ethics. So where do these beliefs and ideas come from? Then normative ethics basically looks at the rules and standards and principles and laws of how to behave, which is similar to this podcast. We're looking at the Ten Crack Commandments and how Biggie Smalls set of principles and guidelines for how to survive in the streets of New York. Then we look at applied ethics, which focuses on the controversy, ethical issues or dilemma and how ethics is applied, which is exactly what we're doing in this podcast. Now that we know a little bit more about ethics and we know the origin of ethics and we can define what ethics is and can identify at least three branches of ethics, let's talk about the term ethical. What is ethical? The term ethical involves questions of right and wrong behavior, known as ethical judgments. It includes following accepted rules of behavior, morally right and good, and standards of conduct, known as ethical behavior, and how one individual, group, or society conforms to these accepted standards of conduct. Simple, right? No, nothing ever is that simple. The reason why it's not that simple is because we all believe in various traits of what makes up ethical behavior. Some may believe that being honest and having integrity and fairness is ethical. However, someone that lies in a situation to protect the rights or confidentiality of another is being ethical to that person, but unethical to the person they're lying to. It's confusing, right? So let's make it clear. When we talk about ethical behavior, we're talking about the decisions we make and our actions based on these decisions and moral values, and our consideration of others when making these decisions. If we go back to my friend Ziana's situation, it is clear that her coworker was not considering how his actions would affect her, which brings into question his ethics, his values, and his beliefs. And it's safe to say that my friend Ayana and her coworker do not share the same ethics, values, or beliefs. And it also makes me question, when someone feels confident and comfortable enough to engage in unethical behavior, whether in a relationship or professional setting, we need to assess the consequences in play. It goes the same for Biggie Smalls. We talk about ethical behavior with regard to ethical judgment and the decisions we make and how these decisions affect others. Does Biggie consider the effect street-level dealing of drugs has on his community, his family, as well as the mortality and morbidity caused by drugs, which also includes a cycle of incarceration, addiction, mental health crises, and burden to public health. We can look at the Ten Crack Commandments as a means of understanding the importance of following the rules or adhering to the set standard of principles and consequences. Biggie Smalls kind of outlines his consequences towards the end of the track. Let's take another listen. After listening to that part of the track, we can say that Biggie sets the contingency for what happens when you break these rules or tank crack commandments. 
Understanding ethics can be best addressed by looking at the consequences of our actions. In other words, it comes down to the consequences in place that affect or influence our ethical judgment, which leads to the importance and value of ethical principles. What are ethical principles? They're basically characteristics or qualities of someone who does the right thing. For myself, as a behavior analyst and someone who works in the field of psychology, I have to abide by a certain set of virtues, or at least carry out these actions within my practice that ensure that I'm doing the following. And there's nine of these. Doing no harm, respecting the autonomy of others, being just, being faithful, accord to dignity, treat others with caring and compassion, pursue of excellence, be accountable, and be courageous. Yeah, there's about nine of these total. And it seems very vague, all of them. And I didn't really realize how vague they were because I look at them from my own you know, professional services and how I carry out my treatment. But my friend, when I brought this up to my friend, Sarah, she really brought to attention how vague they are and how like it's really confusing on how to follow these principles if you don't really understand what being just or being faithful is. And I kind of like went deep into the rabbit hole with her. And this is kind of what we continue to discuss regarding how valuable principles and virtues are. Those principles are like our laws. Yeah. You know, they're like the 10 commandments. And even though there's only like nine or nine of them, they are my 10 commandments. And a lot of individuals, even within your industry, you know, working in, you know, the Mm -hmm. fashion industry that, I don't think you guys have an ethical code. <laughs> no, I mean, supposedly, supposedly all these, you know, fashion apparel companies, whatever, supposedly they do. But all these industries, or at least the industry that I work in, it's all under capitalism. And capitalism is inherently unethical because somebody always has to suffer in the chain of command to push out products. So, I mean, you know, you can have different types of ethics applied like in your workplace or in your work culture but it doesn't mean that the people making your clothes aren't getting fucked over financially and physically to make the clothes that you're selling you know what I mean so it's like it's it's just it's all just like you know I'm looking at these principles you know and I feel like people think that they know what these things are but I just feel like there's so much subjectivity and room for error in these words that it makes it really hard to determine what those words actually mean. Like autonomy is one example that I was thinking about as you were, as you were talking about that, like respect autonomy, right? And it just makes me think of like women's rights and you know, women's reproductive yeah. rights. Cause right, respect autonomy, you would think that that yeah. means respect women and whatever they want to do with their bodies right but now people are I mean not out not now but like people have always been like well you know the autonomy of you know if she's pregnant like the autonomy of the baby or whatever the fetus fetus, like like that whole thing comes up and that's you know a nightmare to try to debate with somebody and like being just like what is justice like how do you ask people to define like what justice means and like again like what normative ethics are you using to determine what justice means to you 
and the the third one or the fourth one be faithful it's like faithful I'm assuming you're referring to I guess for this example like a relationship like a romantic relationship it's like you're faithful in your partnership but does that leave room for people who are consent consensually in like open relationships like is there still faithfulness in those like polyamorous relationships like is that a thing you know so I feel like I can go down the list of like how these things are all subjective and how hard it is to even try to apply one type of ethics and you know how easy it is for us to be like how come people don't just do these things and it's like everybody has such a different definition of what these things actually mean that there's kind of no way to gather everybody to apply a single definition to these terms and it makes me think of like the you know since we're talking about like western ethics like the greeks back in the day trying to form these single definitions of these terms for these people but think about it it it's like such a small group of people compared to today so it was so much easier for them to be like this is what this is what justice is. This is what virtue is. This is what truth is. And everyone was just like, okay, cool. Got it. There's only, there's only like a thousand of us. <laughs> so like, we can all abide by that. Right guys. And they're, they're like, yeah, okay. And then think about it now there's <laughs> 7 billion plus people, you know, and it's like trying to yeah. apply the same group, the same type of ethics to all these people, just like impossible. Sarah pretty much nailed it. She's right these principles and concepts are pretty complicated. It's really hard for someone to abide by principles or rules they don't understand. I guess this is the dilemma between what is right and wrong, which is based on the constructs of ethics, moral values, and the norms by one's community. For instance, Biggie Smalls lives by a code that falls under his own personal ethics and purpose for a better quality of life, social capital and dignity, and individualization. While his values fall under the scrutiny, under the moral values of others and the law, they exist within his own community to not only survive, but to have a purpose in an environment subjected by violence, trauma, addiction, poverty, and mass incarceration. It's important when we're talking about the track, the Tin Crack Commandments, that we make a distinction between ethics, moral values, and the law, especially to better understand the social structures of principles within different environments like the one Biggie describes in this track. We have to address in clear language the distinction between these three, which I believe is the center of all understanding of ethics. Ethics Center and Dr. Beard and his team do a wonderful job breaking down these constructs. I highly recommend you checking out their website and reviewing their research. They highlight how one's ethics and morals can easily conflict with civic laws. As noted by Dr. Beard, laws are basically the formal rules that govern how we behave as a member of a society. And they're typically upheld by the states and court systems. And they're basically forced standard of behavior necessary in order for a community to secede in which all people are treated equally. I'm gonna air quote treated equally because we all know given today's climate, that not all laws are there for everyone to be treated equally. It includes just and unjust. And therefore, there's always a discrepancy of equality when we talk about laws, which leads to the ideas of morals. We all have different moral values. 
And according to Dr. Beard, this is just basically a framework of values, principles, beliefs, and customs of ways to live. And they're based on social pressures on how to behave. So for instance, for someone who lives in the cuts of New Mexico in the desert, they don't have the same moral values of someone who lives in a city environment like Biggie Smalls. Their community basically shapes their belief systems as well as their education, their family values, and their religious or political or economical values. Then this comes to term how we look at values as well as laws from an ethical standpoint by looking at it as a branch of philosophy and studying how these values are shaped and what is good, right, and the meaning of our life. It is often we confuse constructs of ethics with moral behavior, but I'm gonna make it clear as day. Ethics is concerned with the how, why, and the motivating factors of what makes something good or bad. So how do we do better as society and what happens when we fail to meet the moral values of our community? These are typical ethical dilemmas and questions. With regard to the Ten Crack Commandments, the moral systems that are in place by the government and those from a wealthier society, they do not always consider the challenges of those who are less fortunate and oppressed by these systems. The moral values of a selected few make the laws that are enforced upon others, while these elite groups engage in similar unethical behavior that do not experience the same repercussions of their actions or come in contact with the same consequences enforced by said laws. There's a track by Biggie Smalls and Tupac where they talk about why they slain crack. It's a really great track. It's old school. The Bi Biggie and Tupac outline some of the reasons and the constructs in place within their own environments in their neighborhoods that lead to this life. Tupac said it best. I got to work with what you gave me. You call me a criminal, but you're the one who made me. One society's values can create a culture of confusion. When intention is not clear, and it can lead to others a life of poverty and slinging crack in the streets of New York. Now that we have explored the origin of ethics and had a chance to look at ethical and unethical behavior, as well as the judgments that are made and derived from our morals, principles, and values, and how laws are also shaped by these morals, principles, and values, in reference to Biggie Smalls, the Ten Crack Commandments, we can say that through the gray area of drug dealing, what is ethical and moral can be murky. In the same way, the constructs of ethics are perplexing. This is the dilemma, and this is what we will continue to rule out as we get real with ethics. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our first episode of Getting Real with Ethics. If you like what you're hearing and would like to continue reeling out ethical dilemmas with us, please subscribe. You can do this by going on to iTunes, Spotify, or Patreon. Definitely leave a review. I would love to hear from you and continuing to carry on this conversation about ethical constructs and ethical dilemmas. And I can say finally, that's a wrap. Um.